What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows Podcast, and I'm back on a weekday episode. He's on back. On a weekday episode. Oh man, I am stoked to be here. I'm with Tyler. Tyler, how's it going, man? Ah uh, man, it's uh, it's going. It's it's it, going. We're doing all right. We uh, we're we're slowly recovering from like a weird but not so weird week of NFL okay. football. But I'm also right. recovering from having wisdom teeth removed. So like it's it's right. a it's it's a it's a crazy world over here. So it's cra- crazy world. A lot of smells. That's what one of my friends used to say, and I never understood <laughs> what it actually meant, but. <laughs> Now I just you're, quote it whenever people say crazy world. So you just kind of laugh. You're like, yeah, yeah. Right? I, I guess if you think about it, <laughs> sure. it makes sense. <laughs> well, it's just uh, Tyler and I today, no Cameron. Cameron is down with, I guess we never figured out what it was. It sounds like just a cold. I thought it was Based- strep, but unless his test came back negative. I was going to say, I don't think we ever heard the results of his test, but Cameron is sitting out this episode had to had to phone a friend had to uh <laughs> had to had to bring pal. in the relief pitcher <laughs> bring, bring in the right paw south paw <laughs> so i'm here filling in for cameron today and man like you said tyler it is a it was a busy week of nfl football so we can we can uh quick recap the games and scores that we saw from this past week We'll give our fellow approved and fellow denied players. We keep changing that segment, but I think we're just going to land on like approved and denied. I think of just like stamps of just like you get a picture of Derrick Henry in front of you. And it's just like approved next. Right. Yeah. We need it. We need to come up with a better, like I was, it just popped into my head of like, you know, if we're the judges of set performances, right. Guilty, non-guilty. Ooh. I don't know how we make that work, but I kind of like that. I, I, if, if y'all got ideas, if y'all got ideas, uh, let us know. You can go comment on any one of our posts. You can DM us on our social media handles. We'll give those at the end. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I can't promise we'll get to you on TikTok <laughs> because we get about like 300 comments a day on our TikToks. Yeah, humble no big brag. deal. Humble brag. But <laughs> be modest about it. Be modest about it. So uh, let's dive in to week six of NFL games. All right, so before we jump into uh, our week six recap, just want to uh, name the unfortunate reality we're doing with, this, with some audio issues at the moment. Uh, I don't know if you heard Tyler's microphone before we entered in here. It was a little bit staticky, a little bit. Uh, it was kind of like uh, like a like a pixel animated noise kind of a thing. It was weird. Uh, but now we're experiencing delays in the audio, so... Uh, we're doing what we can here. So if there's a little bit of a pause in between when I talk and when Tyler talks, Hey, we're just going to deal with it. Uh, and we're still going to chat fantasy football because that's what matters here. It's what the people we're going to give the people what they want. Hey, Hey, maybe, it, maybe we just need to look at it more like a phone call. That's going across a long way. You know what I'm saying? Like on those other radio shows right. where they try to call people and then there's like a two second delay and then they respond. Right. Maybe it's like that. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, it it just makes the podcast more realistic. So, right, exactly. (laughs) Right in our studio that we're, yeah, that we're calling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we had a nice big big table with a few jerseys up in the background. And clearly, clearly, I start trip behind Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
let's let's jump into our week six breakdown. Let's cruise through these games because we have a lot of fellow approved and denied players to talk about. We want to get into a little bit of buy low, sell high too. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll start with Thursday night football. Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Eagles 28 to 22. I mean, Ty, I think the big the big one in this one, Uncle Lenny, 30 Man. fantasy points. It's like we called it, you know, like right before the game, we were like, Leonard Fournette's going to have a big game. And sure enough, Lenny showed up. Over 600 yards rushing and over 28 fantasy points per game to running backs the Eagles were allowing before Thursday night football. That number just shot up even more. Big game for Leonard Fournette, obviously. Uh, another big game for Antonio Brown as well. We saw that, but. And Jalen Hurts is just – he's good for fantasy football. I shouldn't even say he's good. He's great for fantasy football. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's – what is he at right now? He's QB7, QB6? I think he's, I think he's QB6. He He's he's now a – I think we said it last week, but he's for sure now a set-and-forget-it quarterback. He has to be. He is the definition of a set it and forget a quarterback. He hasn't had less than 20 fantasy points in any game this season. And he's a bottom third quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Dude's just insane. I Jalen Hurts, best draft pick I ever made this year. That's a lie. I have Derrick Henry in the same league. I have Jalen Hurts and Derrick Henry so far has been the <laughs> oh, best draft pick I've ever made. That, so. that might be a better dynamic duo than like Batman and Robin. Like that is some nice, nice roster picking you got there. I uh, I got lucky. Very fortunate. <laughs> I'm, I'm five and one in the league. I'm not complaining. So. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, 99% chance to make the playoffs. I'm just saying, where's my wood? Yes. I need to pound on that wood real quick. So, yep. uh, anyways. So, anyways, yes. Buccaneers beat the Eagles 28-22 Thursday Night Football. Uh, we'll get into the London game then. Uh, I believe this was the London game. Uh, this was, Dolphins yes. and Jaguars. Jaguars beat the Dolphins. Upset the Dolphins? I think this was an upset. 23 to 20. Um, James Robinson, another solid game this week. He's I, I think he made his kind of grand re, reappearance a couple weeks ago, but like it seems like the Jacksonville offense is now taking a turn from like, Oh, we're going to make Trevor throw like 40 times a game to now. Like we'll make him throw when he has to throw. Otherwise it's just going to be James Robinson. It's urban Meyer came into the job. Like he was just handed the reins to Jacksonville. And he's like, uh, I want zero tape on these guys. I don't even want to learn from the history of this team. This is my team. Now I don't care what we did in the past. Uh, let's go out and draft Travis Etienne because, you know, it's not like James Robinson is one of the best running backs in the NFL when we actually feed him the ball, right? Like, dude, he's so good. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. <laughs> he's so good. Oh, man. The Dolphins, I part of, they're just as maddening as the Jaguars, I think. I I can't. I It's really, like – it's confusing. The Dolphins might just be the most confusing team in the NFL because you can have guys like Jalen Waddle put up pretty much like a, yeah, say he's a rookie, so you can't really say a career game, but like 
he had like a he had a phenomenal game against Jacksonville. Mike Gesicki actually did something with with Tua under center, right? Like with Tua, right? Right, but the, they have no run game to talk of or you know to speak of, and their defense is like is like ho- horrible. Like Kansas City, Washington, yeah. horrible this year. Yeah. It's bad. And Xavier Howard was out. So I think they gave a little bit more freedom to Trevor Lawrence and Marvin Jones on the outside. Right. But mm-hmm. that Dolphins team is just, oh, they're, so, they, they're, they're like the land. They look like the land of misfit toys if they were a football team right now. Honestly. I mean, like, what I don't understand how this team was a 10 win team last year and a game away from the playoffs. They were a win and you're in game against the bills and they got smoked by the bills, which I can't blame them. The bills are really good. Right. But (laughs) to turn it around to what they are now, how, like what happened? (laughs) Does Brian Flores make it to the end of the year? I I think he does, but I think there's going to be big changes around him. And if the big changes yep. around him don't pay off, then he's out. Yep. hundred uh, percent agree. They got all the talent in the world there. Just have not seen it on the football field whatsoever. Like so. how I, here's a little miles Gaskin tangent rant. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll do it quick because we could spend a whole 30-minute session ranting about Miles Gaskin this year. Like He single-handedly kept your team afloat last year on offense. Sure, you had Devontae Parker and you had Mike Gusecki mixed into it, but like Tua was not ready to play and you put him in. Gaskin kind of saved him from like being already, you know, in his first season being in a bust conversation. And what do you do? You give more carries some Malcolm Brown and refuse to like get him the ball in any kind of capacity. It makes zero sense. I mean, Savannah Met has some juice because he got more rushing attempts than Miles Gaskin. So he's got some juice, man. He's got some motivation. But that also is what happens when you're the third string running back on a team and you get your opportunities to outperform the two better running backs, right? So I don't know. Dolphins are a mess. I don't want to start any of them on any week unless if their name is Mike Kosicki and your other tight end is like Robert Tunyon or something. Um, right. If, you, if you're, if I you're stuck with Gusecki, then yes. But like that, that's, that's it right there. Well, I just don't trust Waddle yet. He put no. up back-to-back weeks of less than seven fantasy points too, just two weeks ago. So let's move on uh, to the Vikings and Panthers and Ooh boy. Um, because we're a fantasy football podcast, we're gonna we're gonna cool it a little bit on <laughs> on the Vikings. And we're gonna cool it on how this game went in general because we are Vikings fans and we need to address the larger fantasy perspective and not just how this is the epitome of being a Vikings fan. But <laughs> man, there were a lot of great things in this game. There were a lot of ugly things in this game as well, like eight drops for the Carolina Panthers. Not helping uh, our boy Sam Tarnold out whatsoever. DJ Moore had 13 targets. 
and only five oh, catches. No way. Yeah, he had 13 targets and five oh. catches. How? I didn't realize he had How? that many targets. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so Sam Darnold's got to get it together. He's looked bad without Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. which I think any quarterback would look worse without Christian McCaffrey. But this is like two night and day difference without McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, like then for the Vikings, we're back with the Jets. Yeah, right. That's what it looked like on Sunday. That's what I mean. And look, Robbie Anderson, bad. Okay, Robbie Anderson had what like four? He had like half of those drops, I think. At least. It was at least a third. Um, yeah. Bad day. Look, I like. Could Sam Darnold's line have turned into like 24 or 42 instead? Sure. But like, I don't know. What, what would that have done? Added another 40 yards to his line? Maybe. Would have added another touchdown. That's for sure. Right. I don't know. Point, point being, Panthers are looking tough to trust unless if their name is DJ Moore. Um, and maybe, maybe Chuba Hubbard. I don't even know if I want to go as far as saying Chuba Hubbard. Well, Minnesota Vikings, though. Uh, go ahead. They've they've got a matchup with the Giants next week. So, like, you, you that, want I'm to... expecting a big Chuba game there. Yeah. Like, DJ Moore, Chuba Hubbard. I guess, like, if Cooper Cup is any kind of, you know, you know, sign for t- number one receivers for teams, they will be just fine against the Giants. No need to fret. So DJ Moore will be fine. Chuba Hubbard should really have a great game, but until McCaffrey comes back, like you said, this team will not perform the way you think it will. No, no, they absolutely won't. Um, and it's unfortunate because, I mean, look, the Panthers had no business being in this game, but the Vikings, man, their offense just fought and fought to make sure they won this game. It was really bad. I mean, Dalvin Cook was really good. That's no surprise. Over 100 yards rushing. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Kirk missed him on a 60-yard bomb. So his, what, like 18-point day could have turned into a 30-point day real quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Adam Thielen, though, 13 targets, 11 receptions, over 100 receiving yards and a tutty. Helped Kirk on his way to a 28.7 fantasy points uh, performance this week. Thielen's back. It's a good call on taking the over on 51 and a half on uh, our friends over at Thrive Fantasy's house props this week. Hey, that's that's what we like to call uh, big brain energy. <laughs> big brain energy. You love to see it. <laughs> Let's move on to Chargers and Ravens. Ravens won 34 to 6. This was just an ugly game all around. This was just a dominant win by the Ravens. And nobody on the Ravens stood out. That's nope. the thing. Lamar had a bad a, a bad week, right? In terms of fantasy, uh, Marquise Brown didn't perform well. Mark Andrews was really the only Raven who you felt great about putting in your lineup. Latavius Murray had thirteen point four before leaving with injury, but they're gonna they're gonna spread the sugar around there with Lev Bell and Devonta Smith too, or Devonta Devonta Freeman, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, and I think was Tate was. Uh... Was Tyson Williams out for this game? Yep, he was a healthy scratch this game. He was a healthy. So I, I'm assuming if Latavius is out for any extended period of time, 
Williams is back in that mix too. And they've shown in the past that they're okay with giving the ball to Williams, but I would, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they give the ball to Freeman or bell first and then Williams, but it'll still be a committee as always. Right. I feel like it's going to be one of those where Devonta, right? Like the first game we saw without Tyson, when Tyson was a healthy scratch in the first game, uh, Latavius Murray had what 18 carries to Devonta's like two and Le'Veon Bell's one. It's not going to surprise me when Devonta Freeman gets 18 carries to Lev Bell's three to Tyson Williams's two, right? Mm-hmm. So, look, there's nobody in that Ravens offense you really want to start outside of Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews. And I would say Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman, I think you have to wait till he pops off first. He tied first in targets with Andrews this past week at six. They just didn't need to throw the ball in this game. They just stomped out the Chargers who just oh, – we'll, we'll get into talking about how bad their offense was. Literally, I think in, in our fantasy – or our fellow denied players, I think they all – I think all three – of all four of their pivotal players make the list. So we'll touch yeah. on them in the uh, fellow denied players. Uh, next thing we move on to Rams and the Giants. Rams win 38-11. to This really isn't anything too surprising. Um, look, Cooper Cup, he's good at football. He he and Matthew Stafford are a great quarterback wide receiver combo. Don't think I really need to say anything else there. Daryl Daryl Williams tore up a bad Giants run defense. Is there anything else you need to add on to that? Um, Daryl Henderson. Henderson, you said Williams. What did I say, Williams? Yeah, you said Williams. We'll, we'll get to him in a little bit. We'll get to him <laughs> yes, and Mike. They, Every, every Rams. Yeah. I mean, every, I mean, Robert Woods, he put up, what was it? 10 fantasy points this week. So like, it wasn't anything 13. Yeah. Or 12. Yeah. It it wasn't anything too special, but it, at the same time, there's a little bit of concern that like in a game against the giants where like you would expect everyone pretty much on the Rams to do well, Woods didn't, really show up again in the way that you would expect them to, but that's neither here nor there. Right. And, and, and I think the key words there are in the way you expect him to, because I think he only had three receptions and the touchdown is what saved his day. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it wasn't a great day for Robert Woods again this week. You're happy with the touchdown, but to see Cooper cup still get that 35% target share is just like, that's what the, that's what this season is going to be. And it works for the Rams and they're going to pound the ball with Daryl Henderson on the ground, who's proven to be able to hold up and withstand the load of a lead workhorse running back this season, which I don't think any of us were really counting on. So if you got Daryl Henderson at value this year, pat yourself on the back. You done good, kid. You done good. Nice job. Nice uh, job. <laughs> in terms of the Giants, look at Darius Tony, three receptions, 36 yards on the first drive, and then leaves with injury. That was tough being a Kadarius Tony manager and starting him and seeing him be that hot right off the bat and then hit the sidelines. But it, out with Saquon out, the only giant you really want to start right now is Sterling Shepard. 13 tar- 14 targets, 10 receptions. Mm-hmm. Target vacuum for the Giants. Yep. Well, and that was that was mainly because he was like the only guy to throw to, right? And like right. The Giants showed it last <laughs> he week. He was the yeah. only healthy wide receiver for New York. <laughs> right. right. Well, in, in in when they when the Giants played Dallas and stuff, and neither Galladay or Shepard were active, 
and Tony was like the only wide receiver, they still found a way to get Tony the ball, which as fantasy managers, we appreciate, <laughs> but very much um, it, it, it'll be interesting next week. Cause if Tony's out again, maybe the shepherd target share is still there, but Galladay should be coming back then, but shepherd thrives in that number two role. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how this continues to go when pieces are falling in and falling out and when everyone's healthy, then what does that all look like? Right. I feel like we're just playing like, who's like, like we're, we're just playing a carousel with the, with the giants right now. Who's in, who's out. Do you think Saquon plays this week? I don't No, I I don't know how you can. No, that dude was smuggling a bowling ball. Well, uh, their buy is week. Shoot, when is their buy? I should know this. Um, as a Saquon manager, Saquon manager in our dynasty league, I should know this. Um, I want to say nine. Say it's like week ten. Nine. Or yeah, it's 10. like nine or ten. I think I can't scroll right now. Otherwise, I would be able to tell you. Let me see. Uh, we've got week ten. Week ten. Yep. Week ten buy. Um, so, I would honestly, I would honestly hold them out until the buy. I look that sucks. I mean, I've looked at my dynasty team is just kaputing on me this year because, uh, you know, Dak and CD just decided to not be a thing for about three weeks, and AJ Brown has decided to just not be able to stay healthy. I'm not going to rant about my dynasty team. I have all <laughs> the right pieces. Just nobody has wanted to show up and play. TJ Hawkinson. Um, mm-hmm. They're all great dynasty players. But point being. Um, yeah, Saquon, there's rumors that he could be back this week. I'm not buying it. That dude, the dude is like, what's the, the rush? Dude is, uh, what, what is it on school? What, what's, uh, I don't know if you've seen squid game. Uh, uh-huh. the, the, the two, if you finished it, there's a two, uh, I'm not going to spoil it. There's two oh. types of glass at one point in the series. And one is just like straight glass, which if you step on it, you, it breaks through, but Saquon isn't that fragile. But if two people stand on another piece of glass uh, or three people stand on another piece of glass, then it breaks. I feel like that's Saquon where it's like he's made of glass, but like slightly more durable. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, I, I think back to the beginning of this year when he's coming back from his ACL, you know, recovery and stuff and how they didn't rush him. Why rush him back now? Right. Like if, if the like I'm going to pay attention, listen to my body. And when it's time to go, it's time to go. Like, it'll be real, real interesting if he goes this week, especially after what we saw, like his, what his ankle looked like against Dallas. <laughs> it did not look good. And I would keep Saquon off that ankle as long as I possibly could until that sucker is healed. So anyways, Giants are just kind of a mess right now. And we'll see how they pan out here in the next coming weeks. Let's try and cruise through these last couple of games here fairly quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I just lost my page on my tab, but uh, Texans crap. Colts. this is great. Texans and Colts, Texans and Colts. All right. We went through hopefully. So, so what we just learned, sorry, these, these are coming in at random points throughout the podcast, but we just learned that uh, you probably aren't experiencing any technical issues. And I was the only one experiencing technical issues because I was using my headphones that went through the wash a week ago and they sound great at certain points. And at other points, it just sounds like Tyler is just like a mumbling robot from Mars or something. Uh, and then I took them out and Tyler's like, 
so what about now? I'm like, oh, well, it was just my stupid headphones. So uh, <laughs> let's move on to the Texans and Colts, shall we? The only player I want to talk about in this game is Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> He's back. Also, we're talking about Brandon Cooks. Like, Brandon Cooks is back, volume play, right? Yep. But outside of that, it was the Jonathan Taylor show. Mm-hmm. 145 yards on 14 attempts. Plus a toddy. Yikes. <laughs> He's so good. He's so He's good. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. Yeah. That's all I we mean, need to say. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know say, what else you were gonna say, but Naheem Hines is no longer rosterable. No, he's not. He was that cute play that you could play for about three weeks. And now all of a sudden, and he'll go through another two to three week stint later this season. Yep. And he'll become nothing again. Yep. So I don't think you need to worry about rostering Naeem Hines at this point. Nope. Move on to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Washington football team. And this game was was maddening on all fronts. Because not only was it a sloppy game for the Chiefs, this Washington football team is just bad. Like they're, they're bad. Was Bunch Alex Smith for the like, for, for about three weeks there, right? When Taylor Heineke looked good at football. Uh-huh. Now he's he's just a fraud. He looks so bad. Like what uh, was Alex Smith that much of a difference maker for Washington? For JD McKissick, he was. And now JD McKissick might get a shot because Antonio Gibson might miss time with a shin injury, but like I I can't I I just cannot give my I mean it doesn't help either when Logan Thomas is injured Curtis Samuel seems to always be injured this season Gibson's been battling injuries so it has not been a hundred percent this offense but like you would expect their offensive line to at least like hold up a little bit a little <laughs> bit not <laughs> They're a not. little bit, and they're just not. No, no. And look, the Chiefs have been sloppy too. Patrick Mahomes has been real sloppy this year. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: I need to like, I'm going to do a quick look. Daryl Williams was great, twenty point eight fantasy points. Arguably has more value than Ceh has this entire year. Um, we won't get into the logistical arguments of that, but but here's the thing: I need to go on a quick Patrick Mahomes rant because. Patrick Mahomes' Twitter is the worst place to be on a, this was was the worst place to be on this Sunday afternoon. Because do you know how many people were tweeting out what his salary was for the rest of his contract? Oh, teams got Patrick Mahomes figured out. They still got to pay him. What is it? A hundred million dollars over the next ten years? Is that what it is? And people are like, oh, they just spent all this money on a guy who just got figured out. Wrong time to pay him. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Well, I mean, like the entirety of the contract is half a billion dollars. It's they sound dumb. Uh, look, if you think teams like Patrick Mahomes doesn't like, sure, can teams scheme for Patrick Mahomes? Yes, but like look, Patrick Mahomes, he he's just loose with it right now. If you watch the games, he's just loose with it. If Patrick Mahomes locks in. He's still QB three for fantasy football. He's still throwing 18 touchdowns. Stop it. Patrick Mahomes is fine. They're they've scored 30 points in every single game this year. 
They're just steamrolling teams. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how good or bad they are. They're still one of the best teams in the AFC. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they. I, Tyreek will still do damage. Kelsey will always do damage. Daryl Williams is better than CEH so far this right season. Now. That's so right, now. <laughs> so right now. That's so weird to say. It's so weird to say. Right, but like, uh, yeah, it's, it's three guys. Plus, your, I mean, obviously your quarterback, but three guys. And they're still putting up 30 points consistently. No other offense does that. They need two running backs. They need three wide receivers. They need two tight ends, right? Like, she's are doing it with just three guys. That's it. Yep. They're doing it with three guys. Uh, look, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. I, I don't know. People are all of a sudden like trying to be hot take guy on the Chiefs, and it's like, have they not looked great? Yes. Has their defense been bad? Yes. But like, if they're able to put up 30 points when Patrick Mahomes is just playing loosey goosey, what's he going to do when they're locked in? I guarantee, I mean, like, the if you give Kansas City like a young, crafty, defensive minded, you know, coordinator, they're still the same old Chiefs. The, their defensive coordinator. He was the old Giants defensive coordinator when they won their two Super Bowls and stuff. So, like, he had his moments with the Giants, and then he fell off. He had his moments with the Chiefs. He's now fallen off. If you give Andy Reid a competent – I don't want to say competent because we're not fantasy – we're not we're not NFL coaches, right? We we're don't not. know. We don't know what goes into a game plan. But, like – Honestly, here's an idea that the Chiefs should do. Zimmer gets fired after this season from the Vikings. The Chiefs should go get Zimmer as their defensive coordinator. Yes, 100% agree. And this team is no longer under 500. They are near undefeated. Mike Zimmer with Tyron Matthew. Oh, oh. (laughs) Oh, baby. I don't want to think about it, though. I still want to keep – look – Vikings fans want to run Mike Zimmer out of town. I'm all for keeping Mike Zimmer here. I get his like decision making isn't the greatest. He's a he's a conservative play call, not play caller. He's a conservative minded coach and how he wants his team to function. But he's coached this defense up. They've looked a lot better the past few weeks. So, anyways, now we're off topic of the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna run through. I'm just gonna run through the scores and just name a reality from each of the game just so we can get to our fellow approved and fellow denied players and spend a good chunk of time talking about them too. So um, Packers and bears Packers went 24, 14, the bears don't want the ball in Justin Fields hands. They want it in the hands of their running backs as much as possible. Do you disagree with that? Do not disagree with that at all. And the only thing I need to say about the Packers, Aaron Rodgers still owns Chicago. Um, (laughs) Cincinnati. still own you. I still own you. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals beats the Detroit Lions 34 to 11. The Lions are bad. What's new? Uh, the Bengals looked great. Joe Mixon is really good at football. When Jamar will Chase pe- <laughs> is a top five fantasy wide receiver. When has will people less than 13.7 fantasy points per game or has it scored when- less than 13 point fantasy points in a single game? When will people start taking Cincinnati seriously? Um, until they make the playoffs. That's my theory. Stupid. <laughs> I look, they're good this year. 
there's only one team with a better record than them in the AFC, and it's the Baltimore Ravens. And they play next week. That's going to be a good game. That's, That's the game. one game I want to watch next week. That's going to be a fun game. Cincinnati has made drastic improvements this year. We have been wrong on Cincinnati, and I've been the first person to admit that since week two. Mm-hmm. So Arizona Cardinals have beat the Browns 37 to 14. Look, the Browns are just – their defense is great. Their offense without Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt together – subpar uh yeah yes <laughs> yeah something below subpar even <laughs> they're like the the um what's it with the not the and gosh there's a word i'm looking for the opposite of the arizona cardinals offense ironically enough i uh, i'll i'll put it even this way they are like the vikings defense of last year it's true that's true. Yep. Uh, you take out all the key players, it's nothing. It's a JV it's squad. Yep, JV squad. Uh, and on the other hand, the Cardinals are just really good. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Christian Kirk. Chase Evans didn't have himself that great of a game, but still the relevant part of the offense. They add Zach Ertz now. Cardinals, sneaky, like 13, 14-win team this year. I, I, oh, I, 13, 14 games is tough. Yes, they're already Sneaky. halfway there. Sneaky, Sneaky yes. I, I, <laughs> it, it's going to take like, you know, the, it's going to be like the downfall of Rome, honestly, if this team were to not make the playoffs. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Or, and another Vikings reference, borderline like 20, what was this, 16, where they went like 5-0 first five games and then yes. they missed the, the playoffs. Yep, <laughs> just collapsed. Yep, yep. Yeah, if that, then that could be easily what happens here with the Cardinals, though. Look, their defense has been playing great so far this year. So, yep. Cardinals are a good football team. Um, they, too, should probably – look, they're, they're already being taken fairly ser- seriously, but I think they could be – taking a little bit more seriously as well. For sure. Cowboys and Patriots next game. Cowboys beat the Patriots 35 to 29 in overtime. And CD lamb is my hero. <laughs> I love CD lamb. He's so good. I, I, I love him so much. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> I have him and Dak Prescott in my dynasty. And as I tell Tyler and Cameron, I will never ever get tired of the double sleeper notifications when they make a big play together. <laughs> Never get tired of it. No. Uh, look, Dak Prescott's still good at football. Ended with a calf strain. Says he's going to be fine. I believe him. He went yeah. through one of the most gruesome injuries I've – no, I shouldn't say I've ever seen, but yeah, – yeah. yeah, it was pretty bad. It was yeah. pretty bad. Um, and I feel like he knows his body much better than other NFL players do. So, <laughs> I trust that. Look, and the Patriots are just kind of – like, they just kind of dinked and dunked their way to 29 points in this game. Like Damian Harris had himself a really good game, but like, did any of the Patriots wide receivers have this standout game? I can't think of off the top of my head. Jacoby Myers had eleven, but like, I Kendrick Bourne, but just because of one play, right, right, nothing that I think you need to be jumping on in your leagues or anything. Hunter so. Henry, Hunter Henry caught another touchdown. Absolutely, Hunter Henry. You want Hunter Henry on your team? You Which, want even more? Luke, you want you want all the pieces to... of this Dallas offense? Yeah, I have to say real quick, though, about 
Hunter Henry. I said this to Cam in our episode last week, and I just want to say it again. I was in the minority when I said that Hunter Henry is the tight end one for the Patriots. You were. And look where we stand now. Touche. Because I was in the uh, I was in the majority of Johnny Smith, so well played, good sir, well played. You were you were in the minority of Antonio Brown, so it all you know. Oh yes, I will. Oh <laughs> baby, how about Antonio Brown? Oh Antonio Brown, uh, I can't call him my hero because he does not good things on the yeah, yeah. So, uh-huh. Risk, risky, risky, risky. Uh, Raiders and Broncos next game. Raiders beat the Broncos 34 to 24. Derek Hart's tore up this Broncos secondary. Like they beat the Broncos in the way that I didn't expect the Broncos would be beat, which great for the Raiders. Yeah. I don't know if you can trust Derek Carr in your lineup yet, but they look good in terms of the Broncos. uh, I think for Teddy, it's Sutton and Fant. Until he throws an interception. And then he goes back to Sutton and Fant. Occasional mm-hmm. check down to Javante. Occasional short route to Tim Patrick in the in the red zone. But it, it, it's Sutton and, and uh, Noah Fant. That's it. Yeah. And I have to say about the Raiders, like the theory and the idea that like interim head coaches always win their debut. That still stands after this week. Check. And and I have and I will also say this about the final score. This game was much, much more of a dominant win than the scoreboard will show it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that ten point spread is far closer than what that game actually felt on Sunday. Sunday night football had the Steelers beating the Seahawks in overtime, twenty three to twenty. This game was infuriating on all fronts. <laughs> Everything that should have happened didn't happen, except for Deontay Johnson and Nashi Harris. They are the only two pieces you can count on on the Steelers. In this game, they should have been the only two pieces you should have bet on. Because I bet on Alex, on, on Alex Collins having a bad game against a good Steelers you know, front four. <laughs> 17 fantasy points falls into the end zone. Top 15 running back on the week. Top 20 mm-hmm. running back, excuse me. But both of the Seahawks receivers were just what? Yeah, Geno Smith. I, I don't know. I don't know is... if you have anything else to add to that, but that's how I feel. It's Deontay Johnson and Nashi Harris and Big Ben sucks. Well, and the Seahawks the, I... are just are just bad because they don't have Russell Wilson right now. Like the most surprising thing is that that Pittsburgh got out to a lead at halftime and then they blew the lead and then they went into OT and then like I don't know if you paid attention at all to the Shannon Sharp DK Metcalf beef at all, but like Shannon Sharp is like <laughs> throwing like bullseyes at DK Metcalf and DK Metcalf is like, Who are you? Like I <laughs> like like it like it's from the moment that the you know, Seattle took the field. Even Russell Wilson running through an imaginary huddle and like two minute drill in pregame, right? Like, yes, from that the was moment, hilarious. From the moment that happened, and then even into like yesterday and today, 
it's not been a good look for Seattle. No, no, it hasn't. It really hasn't. See, so yeah, I look. If you if you have any Seattle Seahawks players on your team, honestly, get what value you can for them right now because it's going to be a long four weeks without Russell Wilson here. Yeah, either you weather the storm or you get whatever you can for him at this point. 100% agree. Monday Night Football, this was, oh man, this was a thrill. We've been blessed with so many good primetime games this year. So yes, so many good primetime games. Mm-hmm. Titans beat the Bills in an upset, 34-11. Josh Allen was great. 31-31. 11th is 31. 34-31. What did I say? 34-11? to 11? Yeah. <sighs> 34 to 31. I have it on the screen. <laughs> hey, we all 34 to 31 Titans beat the Bills. Josh Allen, great. Drafted him in the probably the third round in fantasy draft, and rightfully so. But there was someone who was even greater than Josh Allen last night. All hail King Henry. Unbelievable. <laughs> Improbable game. This Bills defense is so good. They've been so good against the run, and it doesn't matter because Derrick Henry is – I have no words. I have no words for how – what kind of an animal he is. I I fully understand now why Tannehill has not had the season that that he had last year. Because yes. Derrick Henry has just been doing everything. Why Why put the ball in Tannehill's hands when Derrick Henry can touch the ball 25 times a game and make magic happen? Bingo. That's incredible. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And that might transition us perfectly into our fella approved players of the week. Because, man, two of the players that make this list came from this game. And we mentioned them both already. Josh Allen. We'll start with QBs. Josh Allen, 35 of 47, 353 and three tutties. That's 26 rushing yards on nine attempts, plus a uh, nine attempts, excuse me, plus a two point conversion, 29.7 fantasy points. Josh Allen is good at football. Do we need more analysis than that? There, he is at this point, he's looking like every. Uh, like he's worth every penny that was spent on this new contract so far. 100%. Couldn't agree more. Some honorable mentions in our QBs. Kirk Cousins had himself a week. QB two on the week. Tyler, I know you said to bench him this week. I don't blame you. I agreed with it. I didn't think we'd get like pour me some Captain Kirk, right? Uh, 33 of 48 for 373, three tutties. 16 yards and two rushing attempts. Good for 28.5 fantasy points this week. All I I had him in one of my leagues, and I started him when they went up against Cleveland, which was probably a mistake. But, like, Cleveland's secondary is so like It could have been something. And then I had him against Detroit. You would expect something great to happen there. Oh, he should have dropped. Kirk, look, Kirk is so good. But he's so maddening. Yep. He, that's all I have to say. 
I, <laughs> I just have a weird cons- I have a weird conspiracy that if I have Kirk Cousins, he does bad. And if mm-hmm. I don't, he does good. So I will never touch Kirk drop Cousins. Him. Ever. Drop him right now. You hear me? I want the Vikings <laughs> to make the play. Drop him right now. <laughs> I did. I dropped him for Joey Burrow, and he put me and he gave up. me some good 22 points this past week. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> Dak Prescott makes the honorable mentions as well. 36 of 51 for 445. Three tutties. Ooh. 10 yards and three rushing attempts. 27.8 fantasy points. Dak Prescott's good at football. And Don't know why we ever, why anybody ever questioned giving him an extension. Doesn't matter who he's going up against, he'll produce. He'll produce, and so will that offense. Uh, we'll get to one of those uh, beneficiaries in a little bit, but let's talk about our fellow approved running backs for this week. <laughs> surprise, surprise, the Yeti himself, Derek Henry, 20 rushing attempts, 100. And 43 yards. And you know what? For the because you know 143 yards isn't enough. Let's add three tutties on top of it. 35.6 fantasy points. Are we gonna see Derrick Henry slow down at all this season? I, I man, the way the way that they've been playing, I don't I don't think so. They've been so good. Why? Teams are going to scheme to stop Derrick Henry, and they're going to scheme to put the ball in Ryan Tannehill's hands. But do you think it's going to matter? Because what do you think the Bills did last night? Do you really think they they said, oh, you know what? Ryan Tannehill's looked really good this season without his weapons. Let's, let's, let's have Derrick Henry try to beat us. <laughs> what team says that? The bad teams. The bad teams, that's right. And the Bills are not a bad football team. <laughs> They are arguably the best football team in the NFL. So, look, Derrick Henry, just a freak of nature. He is the exception in fantasy football, in PPR leagues. I think that's all you need to say. Honorable mentions, Leonard Fournette, Uncle Lenny, making making us look like a bunch of geniuses out here. If you uh, don't follow our TikTok, go follow our TikTok at Fantasy Football Fellas. I released a video on Thursday, about two hours before game time, saying that you needed, you have to start Leonard Fournette this week. And you want to know what Leonard Fournette did? He watched that TikTok and he said, I got you. He said, watch this, hold my beer. And he, he went up and threw it throughout 30, 81 yards on 22 attempts, two tutties, Six receptions for 46 yards. That's huge. Good for 30.7 fantasy points. He's the lead dog there now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ronald Jones worth dropping. Gio Bernard was never worth having in the never first place. Never <laughs> Maybe in 100% agree. Leagues, but, like, that's it. Lenny's the guy. Uncle Lenny, you're my hero. Um. Jonathan Taylor is the other fellow approved player. 145 yards on 14 attempts, two touchdowns. Good for 28.8 fantasy points. He's good. Jonathan Taylor is good at football. He's one of the most talented running backs in the league. Nothing, nothing new to discuss. He's playing the Texans. <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like we just need to throw that caveat in there, right? Like, yeah. not that Jonathan Taylor isn't good on other weeks, but like, you expect the good running backs to just torch the Texans. Yep. Well, Bottom and now line. this. This Indy Colt in this, I oh, 
man, English is hard sometimes. Sometimes. This indie offense is now figuring out, is now getting in stride. Taylor gets a majority of carries. You mix it up between Hines and Mack. If you want to mix it up with passing to your backs, JTM Hines, Pittman in the short game. Somehow Mo Alley Cox is Mo Alley Cox. <laughs> it's I love Mo Alley. I love me some Mo Alley Cox. Uh, Ty is back, so that's a huge get back. Even though even though Ty may not be like fantasy relevant, he's a huge you know player to have back on that offense for Indy. Absolutely, so. he's a piece worth having. He's a piece of an offense figuring it out. I think he's worth rostering. That's yeah. he's not going to start, but he's worth rostering for now. Also, we brought up Mo Alley-Cox, and I forgot a critical portion of our Week 6 recap. You want to know who scored a touchdown this week? Let him know. Chris Herndon, baby. Chris Herndon (laughs) scored a touchdown this week. My man. I have never wavered. That's false. I have wavered. But Chris Herndon. Many a time. (laughs) Many a times I've wavered on Chris Herndon, but I have not given up on Chris Herndon, the freak athlete, the young stud, the breakout tight end waiting to happen. Chris Herndon scored a touchdown this week. I love you, Chris Herndon. I hope you're listening to this. Number one fan here at the Fantasy Football Fellas. All right, let's wrap up our fellow approved running backs. We have a lot of players we need to talk about. Still, Najee Harris, 24.7 fantasy points. And we're going to play a fun little game here, okay? We're going to play a little uh, would you, Who Would You Rather Have with Najee Harris. Ooh, okay, we're going to run down okay. a list of running backs. Who would you rather have over Najee Harris at this point? So we're just going to start from the top and work our way down. Who would you rather have, Derrick Henry or Najee Harris? Oh, Derrick Henry. Derrick, <laughs> no question. Would you rather have Najee Harris or Austin Eckler? Ooh. I'd rather have Eckler. I think his yeah. I think his PPR upside is like we say Najee Harris has PPR upside because Big Ben is just involving him so much. Austin Eckler has just as much, if not more. Yeah, and he's on the better team. I I like the Chargers' offense a little bit more than Pittsburgh's. Hundred percent agree. Najee Harris or Ezekiel Elliott? Zeke. Najee. I'm I in on Najee. Say- I I think. <laughs> I think with Juju being out, right? Like we think this affects Claypool, right? Like Claypool's going to get more targets. Like sure, some of those are going to go to Claypool. I just think it means more Najee Harris. It means more of the best players on their team. Yeah. And th- yeah. that means more Najee and more Deontay. I have Plus to take a little Ze- bit of Pat Fryermuth because he's the only other guy who runs routes over the middle now. Yeah. I mean, I had to take Zeke just because. He's on your, he's on your team. He's, you have he's, he's, he's on my team. And I can't go to. on. I can't go against my guys. <laughs> no, you can't. I, I, I get that. I get that. Najee Harris or Jonathan Taylor? No. Najee for me. Najee, but can slowly change to Jonathan Taylor if this streak that he's on continues. Understandable. Totally get that. Aaron Jones or Najee Harris? Najee Harris. Najee Harris. Alvin Kamara or Najee Harris? Najee Harris. Najee Harris. I don't the understand Kamara this year. I, I, they're starting to get him more involved, but it's like one week it's twelve, the next week it's twenty-five. Right. I, I'm getting twenty plus from Najee every week. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's enough. That's all I need to say there. The kicker, though, Christian McCaffrey for Najee Harris with the current circumstances. If I'm winning, I'll take CMC because I know I've got some cushion with some wins. But if I need some win now, guys, give me Najee. Here's the thing. If you have CMC, I'm guessing you're probably in the like three and three, two and four range right now because you've been without CMC for three and a half weeks now. Mm -hmm. If you can get Najee Harris for Christian McCaffrey, I would take it in a heartbeat. Because Najee Harris is going to win you your league this year. Najee Harris is the definition of a league winner this year. Mm -hmm. Najee Harris is going to make sure you get to the playoffs to win the championship. Like like you said, say say I have Christian McCaffrey and I'm five and one in that in my one league, right? I I would hold on to Christian McCaffrey because when he comes back, Christian McCaffrey is only going to make my team even better. I have no reason to sell Christian McCaffrey. But I'm guessing if you've been without Christian McCaffrey for this long, you've been struggling on the running back front. You have probably haven't found the right pieces to fill in for him yet. And Nashi Harris is going to make sure you get to the playoffs. And then he's going to win you your league too. So <laughs> I'd rather have Najee over CMC right now. Well, thanks for playing. That was fun. I, <laughs> I needed to, I needed to get my Najee love out there. Cause I am like just Najee. Najee has been hitting different recently, man. Mm-hmm. Love Najee. Uh, let's cruise through the rest of these uh, fellow approved players. I'm just going to read through them um, because we're already taking a lot of time here. Uh, fellow approved wide receiver, CD lamb top scoring wide receiver this week, 36.1 fantasy points, nine receptions on 11 targets, 149 yards and two touchdowns plus the game winner. And I know I said, I wasn't going to ask any questions, but I have to ask this question. because I want to hear your thoughts Has the tie turned to CD as the number one wide receiver in Dallas. Ooh, um, I think it, mm, yes and no. And I think it depends on the game plan. I think you'll see CD go off against Minnesota when they come back after the bye. Um, but I think when, like, let's say they play the Eagles again, or they play the Giants. If they play anyone in the NFC East, (laughs) Amari will be the guy just because they don't have anyone to shut down or not, not necessarily shut down, but they don't have anyone to really guard Amari. So Dak will have his way with like any target. Yep. But last weekend against New England, J.C. Jackson was on Amari Cooper for the majority of the game. Yep. So CD was there. Yep. I think I think it it'll make a big difference once Michael Gallup is back too. Oh, um, teams are going to quit going to zone all the time, um, leaving the middle of the field wide open. Uh, they're going to start going back to man, uh, and I think that'll lead to a lot more opportunities for Amari Cooper. But yeah, at the same time, if you use that argument for Amari Cooper, it means the exact same thing for C.D. Lamb because C.D. Lamb is just as talented as Amari Cooper is in terms of route running and getting open. So I think the answer is yes. I think it has. I think we are starting to see the tide turn to C.D. as the number one there. So uh, look, Adam Thielen, uh, another standout for us this week, uh, 11 receptions on 13 targets, 126 yards, and a tutty gray call on. Adam Thielen in a big bounce back week from Tyler. Give him his props. Pat him on the back a little bit if uh, you see him. He'll pat himself on the back for you. Jalen Waddle, the other one. Ten receptions, thirteen targets, seventy yards, two tutties. 
This Dolphins team is just maddening. We already discussed that. End of story. <laughs> uh, fellow proof tight ends this week. Noah Fant. Cameron, that's why Cameron wasn't on the podcast today because he said to bench Noah Fant this week. Oh, he That's didn't want to face the podcast it. Today. Oh, I, look, 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 I know. Look, I know. I said it was because he was sick. But in reality, Cameron <laughs> just couldn't face the fact that Noah Fant was the number one tight end in fantasy this week. was over 24 no, he, points. He got sick because of Noah Fant. <laughs> Fair enough. There it is. He there it is. He got sick because of weeks. it. <laughs> Noah Fant, nine receptions on 11 targets for 97 yards and a touchdown. Like we said earlier, it's it's Sutton or Fant for Teddy until he throws an interception. And then give it a few plays and then it's right back to Fant and, and Sutton again. So, oh. look, I think you, Noah Fant has been really frustrating, though, because I he's been inside of the top 25 and outside of the tw- top 25 in his performances. But he's he's one of he's the not the best the second best option in a team that's just depleted of pass catchers right now. I think that's all we need to say there. Yep. Uh, and man, Tyler, I hate to I hate to do this to you too, but our other honorable mention, Mike Isecki, eight receptions on nine targets for 115 yards, good for 19.5 fantasy points. Mike Isecki was also Tyler's Benjamin pick at wide receiver this week. Tight end, tight end, tight end. I said wide receiver, tight end. Tight end. Tight end. You could have just said wide receiver and been like, yeah, yep. Ha ha. He was actually a tight end. Ha ha. I was right there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but it's maddening. The Dolphins are just maddening. Trust no one. It's so frustrating. (laughs) Let's move on to our fella denied players. And again, we'll try and clip through these here as quickly as we can, uh, starting with quarterbacks. Justin Herbert, twenty-two of thirty-nine for one hundred and ninety-five yards, one touchdown, one interception. That is not a line you like to see. Nope. Chargers just look bad this week. They just look bad. Honorable mentions there: Taylor Heineke, prime matchup with Kansas City, allowing the most. Fantasy points to quarterbacks. Taylor Heineke, who put up 23.8 fantasy points against the Buffalo Bills earlier this year. 24-39, 182 yards, one touchdown, one interception. We need to stay off of the bad teams because we said this about the Jets going up against Atlanta, and guess what happened? Duds all across the board. And I'm totally scared to bet on the Dolphins against Atlanta this week. I yeah. think two is a great streaming option because he's playing at Landon. I'm terrified to tell people to start him because every time I've told someone to someone to start against Atlanta, they suck. Yeah. Danny Jones. Oh, who is the other Danny one? Dimes Danny Dimes. Oh. Yeah. Goofed it. Goofed it big time. Anyways. Taylor Heineke denied by the fellows this week for his dishonorable performance. Lastly, we have Lamar Jackson, but this one was just more of a game script thing. Lamar Jackson's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. They just didn't need to use him as like the score was 34 to nine. (laughs) That's all we, that's all you need to know. They blew out the chargers. So um, can move on to fellow denied running backs. Now again, part of this chargers offense, Austin Eckler, 
six rushing attempts for seven yards. That's a yard a carry. Four receptions on seven targets for 48 yards. That's not good, Tyler, at all. That's horrible. That's a whole horrible. <laughs> Honorable mentions, Chase Edmonds, eight fantasy points. It was a tough matchup with the Browns, but you expect a little bit more out of Chase Edmonds as a, as a PPR machine and not someone like James Conner who's dependent on getting, getting work done in the ground game. So I think you're a little bit disappointed with eight points from Chase Edmonds. We threw Miles Gaskin in here because he had a 31-point week last week. Back to the good old Miles Gaskin we know and love. It was because you people said he was worth starting after 30 points in one week, and we said no, but you guys said yes. So we said, okay, fine. You guys will be wrong. And sure enough, what happened? Dud. But Tyler, they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. He has a really good match. Bud. <laughs> but 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 the Jacksonville Jaguars, it was such a good matchup. That's the people. That's what the people sound like. That's what the people are saying. And I said, you're my Miles Gaskin was the epitome of a sell high candidate. <laughs> like, if you're talking about players you need to sell right now, like Miles Gaskin was that player last week. You needed to get rid of him when he had 31 points. That was the game, too, right? Like, <laughs> it was like literally your one window to get rid of him and get value. And if you didn't, you missed it. You're, you're, you're feeling pretty bad about yourself right now. I messed up. I messed up. Move on to our fellow denied wide receivers. Once again, another Chargers player, Mike Williams. Two receptions, five targets. And we're going to notice this as a trend for the next, like, five out of the next well, six out of the next however many players five two receptions five targets 27 yards that's 4.7 fantasy points question for you real quick drop it is this the beginning of the downfall of mike williams i hope it's not i really hope it's not because we finally got to see what mike evans is made of he's been so good Yep. I, I didn't give up after I didn't give up on him after his first bad week. I'm not going to give up on him after his second bad week because he he strung together what 36.4 fantasy points last week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not giving up on him yet. He my my rule is you got to give me three in a row. You got to give me three great performances in a row before I'm like okay, all right, this is legit. You got to give me three bad performances in a row before I'm like okay, I'm out. I think three is the magic number there because it's, you don't waste too much time, but you also like, you also like, you're not just giving up on him right on a dime either. So I'm not ready to give up on Mike Williams yet. Where are you at on him? Uh, I, I, I have to admit that my reasoning for always being out on him this year was partially because of just pity or not pity just like why of all years is this the year that you decide to go off right because he's been in the league for three years now and uh so i've had to put that that aside and to me what i saw from baltimore was very very shocking and their 
all pro cornerback Marlon Humphrey shadowed Mike Williams more than Keenan Allen. That's shocking to me. Mike Williams has looked just, he's looked so good this year. This is true. So to me, probably need to see another, like it has to be this next game or whenever the next game is. Because I don't know if they have a bye this week, but if this next game is another dud from Mike Williams, I am then out. I can understand that. I can understand two's the magic number for people. I totally get that. Mine's three. Could be good, could bite me a little bit, but anyways. Um, Yeah, Mike Williams. Denied by the fellas this week for his disgraceful performance. Mike Evans is our other denied player just like mike williams two receptions for 27 yards 4.7 fantasy points this is just what we're going to get from the buccaneers all season we're not going to know who's going to be great when and we're not going to know who who's going to be the one guy to have 20 plus fantasy points in a week chris Mm -hmm. goblin only had 9.3 antonio brown was a clear-cut like wide receiver you want to start from tampa this week You just don't know. Mike Evans is still worth starting every single week. You're putting him in your lineup every single week. But I also think if you're going to do that with Mike Evans, you need to do that with every single Tampa Bay wide receiver. They have to be in your lineup every single week because any of them could go off for 24 plus in a given week. Exactly. I think the logic applies to all of them now. There are no exceptions. So I think that's what you kind of learned with this fellow denied performance from, from Mike Evans. Terry McLaurin, four receptions for 28 yards, 6.8 fantasy points against a terrible Kansas. Uh, Washington football team is bringing me so much pain. It, it They're bad. I'm going to move on before I just want to cry. <laughs> you lose more brain cells. Yes. Honorable mentions, Chase Claypool, 2.7 fantasy points. Big Ben sucks. Can't hit the broadside of a barn more than 20 yards down the field to save his life. Marquise Brown. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not even going to say anything nice. Yep. Marquise Brown, uh, 7.3 fantasy points, I believe. Look, game script. Again, they just demolished. Demolished the Chargers. Didn't need Marquise Brown to go off. Allen Robinson. Talked about this earlier. They don't want the ball in Justin Fields' hands. They don't. They want to run the ball because they don't trust Justin Fields to make plays. Al Robinson was missed on a wide open. He was wide open and Justin Fields missed the read entirely. Would have been a, I don't know if it was a 60, might've been like a 40 yard touchdown. Would have been a walk-in touchdown and Al Robinson was just, oh, I'd be so upset if I were Al Robinson. More than have I already you, would be. Have you heard about my, uh, little petition to change the Adam Gase curse to the Matt Nagy curse. I'm in support. I'll <laughs> sign it. Where do I sign yes! up? Yes. Where do I sign up? Can we get it like a, a what is it? A, what, what do they call those where it's like students in high school would start wanting to like see a change at their high school. And then it was like, Oh yeah. Then you get resources to actually make a change. And then nothing ever came from it. I was going to say you could, uh, Go sign up for uh, Thrive Fantasy with the promo code Fellas. That would be just <laughs> as good too. But <laughs> that was good. That was good. 
That was good. Well played. Well played. We'll get a petition going for the, the, the Matt Nagy curse. But in the meantime, go sign up on Thrive Fantasy using the promo code fellas and deposit $10. Get a free ticket into, well, if you do it before Thursday Night Football, you get a free ticket into their Thursday Night Football contest, which pays out three grand to first prize. Go sign up now. Thrive Fantasy. Promo code fellas. Got that plug in there. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let's go. Fellow denied tight ends. Dawson Knox. And Dawson Knox is just infuriating because he should have had a 13-point fantasy game. He should have had like a 15-point fantasy game. Let's be real. Had a rushing touchdown called back because Emmanuel Sanders decided he couldn't keep his hands to himself. I can't keep my hands to myself. myself. I got to like get that clip. That's going to go on the soundboard. <laughs> so <I'm> like, <laughs> Selena Gomez. Um, also, was the first read a freaking Tyler Sweeney? Sweeney is the last name. Backup tight end. <laughs> That's all we Buffalo. need to know. <laughs> He's the backup tight end for Buffalo. Knox was the first read and backup tight end was like, yeah, but but throw it to me. Josh Allen's like, yeah, screw, screw all the fantasy managers out there. I don't care. Backup tight end. So Dawson Knox, uh, three receptions for 27 yards. Left with a broken bone in his hand, but Look, I think going forward, you still have to ride the Dawson Knox wave. They wanted him involved. He's going to continue to be involved. I think our honorable mention here, Dan Arnold, simply for the fact that this Jaguars group receiving core is just abysmal. You're never going to be able to figure it out. No. Two receptions on five targets for 27 yards. Dan Arnold the previous week had eight targets. You're never going to be able to figure out who's going to catch the football in this Jacksonville Jaguar passing pass catchers i think that's it. so those are our fellow approved and fellow denied players tyler quick let's uh give our buy low and sell high candidates to wrap out this episode uh very brief analysis we'll just cruise through them here who's your buy low candidate and the one reason why you're buying low with them? my one buy low candidate is Corey davis i like it i like it a lot and yes, I get that he plays for the Jets. And yes, it's Zach Wilson throwing the ball and this offense does not look good. La di la da la da 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 da. I get it all. Okay. But the fact that he is still the number one pass catcher in this offense, even when they got Jamison Crowder back, still means something in terms of value, right? And just because he hasn't produced means he, I mean, because he hasn't produced lately means he's a great buy low guy. He's a great wide receiver four to have on your squad. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's a guy who you could slide into your flex spot on any given week and feel good that you're going to get double digit fantasy points from him. Totally agree with that. My buy low candidate, Michael Thomas. And here's the thing. MT has been designated to return from IR. He has not been activated from IR. And the Saints said today he's going to need a couple weeks. And if you're a Michael Thomas owner in fantasy, that is not good news for you. Because now all of a sudden you're waiting until week 10. Well, not week 10. You're waiting until week 9 to get Michael Thomas back. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a fantasy manager and you need to win, Michael Thomas should be the first piece you move. You've already gone this far, this long without him. He's not doing you any favors by being on your team. You can buy low on Michael Thomas and get a stud wide receiver two, three weeks down the road from now to add to your team. You can get Michael Thomas for pieces. I'm not saying you can go out and get him for like Elijah Mitchell and 
pick your wide receiver five, Henry Ruggs. You probably couldn't get him for those pieces. But like, if you if you have a wide receiver, if you have a Corey Davis, and you want to go out and try and get Michael Thomas, you might be able to package that with an Elijah Mitchell and go out and get Michael Thomas because that fantasy manager wants pieces to win, and Michael Thomas should be the first piece they move off. So. I'm buying low on Michael Thomas. I think a lot of people are ready to panic sell on Michael Thomas after this recent news. Mm-hmm. Tyler, who are your sell high? Who is your sell high candidate for this? Episode? My sell high is Marvin Jones. I love it. And solely for the fact, like we said about Dan Arnold, you cannot predict who's going to be the guy which week. And yes, Marvin Jones is the number one guy or supposedly number one wide out for Jacksonville. DJ Chark is down and out for the year. LaVisca Chenault has not really shown up, which has been oddly. Uh, It's been a odd curiosity of mine as to why he hasn't. That's neither here nor there. Sell high on him, especially after this week's performance. Um, this is probably his ceiling week to week of this, like what seven catches, hundred yards, and a touchdown, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, to me, if you got Marvin Jones, go sell high on him and get some good value back for him. Twenty point nine fantasy points this week. That's enough for me to package him and ship him out for a really good price right now. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. My sell high, and here's the thing with sell highs. See people all over the place giving sell high candidates that aren't sell high candidates. I've seen people telling that you should sell on Marquise Brown as a sell high candidate. A sell high candidate is not someone who has, and this was this was before this week, right? After he had his 35-point week. You need to sell high on Marquise Brown. No, you don't. He scored 15-plus fantasy points in every single game except for one, where he could have had 20-plus fantasy points if he just caught the football. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not the definition of a sell-high candidate. The definition of a sell-high candidate is someone who puts up a massive game, all of a sudden has kind of sneaky fantasy value. It's like, oh, is this guy back? Marvin Jones, is he back? Kenyon Drake? Is he back who had 21 fantasy points on the most underwhelming stat line I think I've ever seen in my lifetime? Yep. 34 attempts for 34 yards and a touchdown, two receptions for 39 yards. And he had six touches and put up 21 fantasy points. Sell high on that man. Get what you can for him. Mm-hmm. He had six touches. Sell, sell high. Sell high on Kenyon Drake. That's the definition of a sell high player. Not someone who's put up great fantasy production all year and you're like, oh, he's going to come crashing down to earth. You don't know that. He's put up great numbers all year. Kenyon Drake, sell high. Kenyon Drake has not looked good most of the year. He looked great this week on six touches. <laughs> sell high. Sell high on Kenyon Drake. Get him off your roster. Mm-hmm. That wraps up this episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas. Thanks for bearing with us through all of our technological issues. I think that took a little bit of extra energy out of us as we're sitting here. My eyes are feeling heavy after recording this episode, but 
Hey, we it's made it. Worth it. We made it through. We got to chat fantasy football. And we made it, we, we made it through. We made it through. Anything else you want to add before we wrap out the episode here, Tyler? That free ticket that you get with the promo code fellas when signing up for Thrive Fantasy is a $20 value that you're getting for free. People, it's free money. Not to mention you get a 100% instant match on your first deposit up to $100. So that $10 you're getting, it's going to turn into $20. You get a free $20 value on that ticket. You're literally getting $40 for the price of $10. <laughs> I don't know what steal. else you want me to tell you. It's I don't know steal. what else you want me to tell you. It's free money. It's free money. It's free, free money. money. <laughs> Go sign up on Thrive Fantasy using the promo code FELLAS, F-E-L-L-A-S. Deposit that $10. Get your free ticket. Get your instant match. Up to $100. You want to deposit more than $10? Be our guest. Be our guest. Do you want to deposit $10 and get $100 and get $200? Just do it. Do, do it. it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas. Drop our socials here. FF Fellas on Twitter. The FF Fellas on Instagram. Fantasy Football Fellas on Facebook. YouTube. We do a live check on how many followers we have on TikTok. Last I looked, it was 21.8. We might be at 21.9. I know we've been getting quite a few followers rolling through here in the last hour. But my phone won't. Oh, there, my phone's loading. Let me switch to the profile. My phone, 21.8 still. Go give us a follow on TikTok. Help us get to 22K. Come on, road to 22K. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas. Normally three stooges being dudes. It's just uh, just Tyler and Lucas being dudes or stooges, but we're just being dudes. <laughs> so really, for three stooges being dudes with two stooges in one place and one with us. In spirit. Emotionally, spiritually. <laughs> and we'll see y'all. We'll see y'all. Hopefully Cameron will be back for uh, Friday's episode. Uh, I'll be back for starts at Saturday. Outside of that, I'll see y'all later this week. Deuces. Deuces. Deuces.